podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. This is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're only bugging. Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. And if you hear caterwauling across the Thames, um, that's no coincidence. Uh, there is no Thames in this particular room, but the principle is sound. It goes back across history, goes back across culture, goes back across football. And these two gentlemen across, across from me now... Uh, will be able to deliver you the last 150 years of football in all of its ugly glory as a direct result. Plus some fun stuff. That's probably more important. <laughs> I went really, I went really dark as a starting point there, didn't I? I don't know. I, I went bubonic play, but however, we've got a cure for it now. Um, the, the, uh, the reason I, I mention this is because uh, I'll start with uh, one, one, one of our Hardy Annuals, um, which is uh, Mr. Mark Baxter. Good evening, sir. Welcome back. Of Thank course, he's of the South of the River Persuasion. Indeed. Uh, which would be, of course, Millwall FC. Mm-hmm. Um, and among many other things, of course, you know, broadcaster, author, very many other things. Filmmaker. Film, filmmaker. Um, but also someone who's perfectly aware of the fact that Millwall's actually on the north side of the river. Really? Millwall, you know it is. Nah, not you, so. You know there's that pub. Nah, never ever. Don't, 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 no, don't. We, never, we, never, we never accept that, sir. Never accept that. But, but, but the ever just before you're very up, we, oh, I won't have this now. Denialist. Nah. No. no, okay. Well, well, well okay. Well, we'll, we'll pick up this conversation. <laughs> no. Because we've got... Um, not having it. Don't you keep knowing me <laughs> not having it. <laughs> no. Christ, <laughs> no. He knows it is. It's on the Isle of Dogs. You don't do it. It's the old story. Anyway, that's neither here nor there because uh, Matt Lorenzo has joined us for the first time. Matt, Hello welcome you. along. How are Thank you? Thank you very much. I'm good. Lovely. I'm good. To, great to have you here. I mean, and, and, and it's, it's good to have you because it's, it's pertinent because um, it's an opportunity for somebody to shout from the rooftops just how good West Ham are at the moment. Um, because obviously I can't as the, as the independent, you know, arbitrary. Don't look over here. No, no, hell, hell no. no. And, and there we go. The catalog, it begins. Um, but, but Matt, of course, the great thing is, is that you're now, you're, you're building nicely towards the most important thing, which of course, come, would it be July time, we're going to be arriving at the great anniversary and, and you're going to be, Marking that moment with something really special. Yeah, well, I'm bringing out a documentary on Bobby Moore. I've been working on it for uh, about over two years. Working for me over two years. I like to do two hours, read the autocue, sit next <laughs> to somebody with massive bazoomers, smile gently as she reads the cricket news, not knowing what she's talking about. Then I go to the pub and I go home. It's all changed. So I've had to work for Oh, a I hate your new life. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's great. When you broadcast, isn't it? The beauty of live broadcasting is that you, you, you walk in and the thing happens and you walk out, doesn't it's it? It's done and off you go. Oh, God bless those glory days. But here we are now having to sort of fuss and nonsense ourselves around with things but but we'll talk about Bob in a moment's time um, because of course it, you know it's it, 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 it's big stuff and indeed 
Baxter, even him, over on the other, on the other side of the river. There's, there's, there's another iconic Londoner that we're going to talk about in terms of... of, of even of even in the well. South, we discovered filmmaking in the South. Yes, eventually, we didn't you? Yes, yes, we got there in the end. Yeah, well played. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Come and join us. Yes, the one only Tubby Hayes, the one, the one only... The, possibly the greatest jazz performer in this country yes. ever, ever produced. I'll stand by that and I'll, I'll fight anyone. So, you know, that's the truth. And, he, he, you know, he stands up as... A great sax player. Yeah. He's up there with the Coltrane, in my, in my humble. Up there with the Coltrane, tough talking. It's a big shout, but I'm having it. And, uh, you know, we, we've made a little documentary, um, which is out on October 26th, a DVD, um, because the BBC and Sky, for some reason, can't understand. They kept saying that... That film you'll make about Toby Hayes. Toby! <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, if he so, was called Toby, you might have got him made. Exactly, that's you, where he went wrong. Yeah, exactly. You can, yeah, you can yeah. imagine how far I had to travel after that conversation. He's <laughs> played, played with the Tarquin Hayes quintet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I sort of bowled out there and I thought, no, I'll make it myself. And, uh, Young yeah, Toby we, from Hayes. Yeah, we made it. And um, yeah, it's, it's out on October 26th. Proud of, proud, of, proud of it, I could not be more. There may be a situation <laughs> where at some point in Glorious Glory 60 Solo, Bobby Moore, probably more by accident than design, may have been sat somewhere probably with Tubby Hayes playing. Probably the same time. There might, there's going to be something. There's going to be some Dougie crossover. Aywood. There'll be a crossover. Yeah. Uh, lads, before we get stuck into that, uh, let, 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 let's um, let's sort football out. You know, we got half hour. Why not? Go on. Um, it's like some Scottish bloke has got a time machine. Man United, the top of the table. Mm. I don't. I, I never saw that coming. I, even, no. even if you looked at the table before the games, I still had a mid-table. It, it, it's a weird old world we're in at the moment, Matt. It's a slightly no one's quite good enough. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I say that against myself. West Ham winning against Arsenal, Liverpool and Manchester yeah. City away is the stuff of dreams. In fact, if you were dreaming and you put a tenner on and doubled it up and doubled it up, you'd be £1,000 richer off the back of that. Um, which is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And I did tweet, I don't understand the medium, social media, I'm nearly 37 now, so it's all younger than me. From and what I, direction? <laughs> can you imagine? Um, so, centimetres. So I tweeted <laughs> that uh, we have become the only side since Chelsea in 2006 to win those three away and Chelsea won the league and some idiot with 103 followers to say yeah but we never lost to Bournemouth and Leicester at home mm. which sort of much sums it up yeah, yeah. well there's yeah. somewhat of a pin in the balloon but you know we'll take our glory moments where we can obviously is the, is the answer to that one there but there's something about United. There's nothing about United that, that has suggested thus far. Not least of which is their is their blustering manager that, that they're anywhere near. Yeah, I, I must be honest. I, I mean, I've lost interest completely in the Premiership because it's it's all over the place. Can't work out who's beating who and how they're beating who. I don't have no idea. But I did see the game on. Well, I see the, I see the table on Saturday, and I was a bit like, "Hang on, are they, are they at the top?" Yeah, what's that about? So, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. Going back to West Ham, if I may, <laughs> all oh, things may. lead back to oh, West Ham. Oh, yeah. We've been there before. We last year. I'm sure we had this before. Sam Allardyce, the, you know, we're the first. Oh, I don't 10, think so. No, 10, I don't 15, think no, so. No, no, first ten, fifteen game of the season, it's looking really good. But as all we all, all 
us Millwall know at Christmas <laughs> come down with the decorations we all know this is going to happen British are going to have a meltdown we know this is going to happen and I, I think I'm confident to predict content yourself content I'm, I yourself I have to get it early <laughs> I know you're trying to broaden this conversation but all the roads lead back to West, West Ham, <laughs> North of I just want to tell you one okay. story okay, we're not bothered about wearing nine <laughs> to be honest <laughs> so, all the, so all the cones are out and we've gone down to a single lane have we met okay um, fine press on we've been funneled into it and uh, <laughs> what was funny about last year is because we did have a, a good first half of the season and towards Christmas we were nudging Europe as you might <laughs> have expected and the funniest thing about it was that my mate Tony Gale and his little mate Tony Cossey yeah. uh, run the boys of 86 Big Tony, little Tony yeah. only West Ham can celebrate finishing third in the league not even second <laughs> definitely not winning it yeah. so they have dinners and raffles and goodness knows functions off the back of that they were bricking Brahms, it Brahms. <laughs> <laughs> there's every chance we may longer be finishing third so it could have ruined it for them this year however I think their little party may be over I think, I think really? yeah. we're going all the way the mu- oh, the, oh, okay all the way <laughs> um, the thing about United and I will I will go back to persevere. Only, well, only because, of course, Van Gogh in his own way has, has, has kept them up there. First, first, but the Ferguson story is interesting. I mean, you know, what do you reckon about Skulls, Giggs, Ronaldo, and Cantona being the only four world-class players, as the bitter old Scotsman uh, has apparently said in his book? I mean, is this is he evening up? Is he you know is he getting even with people for that one there? Because that's just fundamentally wrong, isn't it? Well, he, he loves the mind games. He's better than Mourinho ever was at the mind games. But he's, but he's, only, he's only mind games now. Has he had Marmite on his toast for breakfast or not? In it? I mean, he's got nothing <laughs> he left. Can't, he can't pack he's, up, though, can he? No, he no, he, he hasn't really no. retired, has he? He's retired, but he hasn't really retired. No, he's every a spectre over the stadium. Every he pops up with that sort of statement and then throws it like an hand grenade in a room and says, get on with that. Like. Yeah, that's it's why, true. That's basically what he's done there. I mean, there is I, an argument. Sorry, but there's an argument that Skulls and Ronaldo were the two and that Cantona never really did it for France. Not no, he, because he, he was a self, you know, as, 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 an exile, wasn't he, by his own yeah. choice to a certain extent. And Giggs never did it on a... Because he played but what? He did well, it through. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you can skip that. But uh, longevity is what yeah. may have persuaded him about Giggs. Anyway, I don't... Why, why even come out with it? Why but, it, it? but it just seems... So, because what it looked like, it looked like a list... That, it, it's not so much the four that he mentioned, it's the ones that he didn't. Well, he felt I, a bit churlish. I heard Beckham on the... Radio 4 or whatever was just defending himself and saying he's probably right he's probably right for Alex he's probably right he wasn't bothered he didn't say that bothered about it I thought he handled it quite well Beckham I always think he, you know he knows he, he wasn't that great really he, you know he, he, he was you know he wasn't that I didn't think it was it was sort of something that he really worried about so much and we, we look where he is was he going to worry about probably because it doesn't hurt I mean, ok so he's big based on the fact so that it, you know, know, he's got other things on his mind that he's happy with Rio was slightly different of course yeah. that, wasn't he Rio what, was there was a what about me moment really yeah. yeah well he's got 430 million Twitter followers and uh, he <laughs> tweeted to them difference. quite angrily um, he probably had a case I think Roy Keane's got more of a case that's a, a very yeah, but of course, but but that's where the bitterness is obvious, though, isn't it? Because he's dismissed Brian Robson for that reason, no doubt as well. Even Paul McGrath, you know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the list is long. But how about what has now sort of come out of the as and this is Van Gaal's uh, statement. Um, he started with this idea of pointing out that he's nearly halfway through his legacy yeah. delivery. 
to, to Manchester United and has basically named Ryan Giggs nominated Ryan Giggs which Ferguson's also done as well mm. so now suddenly the track suited one of four world class <laughs> players is the nominated Manchester United incumbent does, does that make sense well it's been said for a long while hasn't it that Ryan Giggs will take over yeah um, I don't really understand it because Louis van Gaal Gaal whatever you want to call him is being paid zillions and to my mind he hasn't really produced. He's great with the stern look and the press conference yeah. stomping around, but even though they're top of the league now, I'm not fully convinced by him. And I actually have some sympathy for David Moyes because that was the yeah. virtual, you've got no chance, mate. But yes. It was Franco <laughs> Farrell, Wolf McGee, all that stuff. <laughs> repeating Hospital itself. pass, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, exactly. What, and that's the, because this is what surprised me about it, Bax, as well, is the fact that it's three, three years is a long time, certainly when you're knocking on a bit, you know, you're counting the days. But when Van Gaal mentions, it, it feels like it's, it, it started last Wednesday and he's out mm. next Thursday. It's, it's done. It feels like the, the, a blink of the eye. It's a done deal, though, isn't it, I think, when he kicks it. Because, see, it's just, it's pr- he's primed up for it. He's, you know, he's, been, you know, he's been ready for it for a while. He's, he's just sitting there waiting to go in. I, f- I think Neville, Gary Neville, will come in as a coach. Here's the thing. It's all been almost pre-planned in a way. But it's... it's Amazingly bold if that is the case because this is a there's no legacy. Legacy is the term he used. This is not a legacy that Manchester United have used before. It, this you know to actually just promote from within. Yeah, but the, 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 it's the fans. It's, it's the fans thing. As Matt said about like all these social media and the Twitter followers. You know the, the, that they love all that. Like the one of our own is going to take over, and with with another one of our own. I can see that all day long, really. I mean, it's perfect for the fans. Get the fans happy. They'll keep turning up at the club shop buying all yeah. the shirts and all the merchandise. It's all. It's a machine. It's a machine. To me, the, it's a the, machine. The PR element. Keep it, it in the family. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful idea. So, Matt. pass it for a little while. Louis Van Hull takes over for a little while. Passes the race shop, over. Yeah. Keeps it going. Keeps it reasonable. I mean, top of the table, you can't say too much. Well, that's, I mean, pass it on. That was the strange thing because, of course, I, I, I just thought, yeah, where are you talking from mid table obscurity? No, oh, no. good lord, there you are. <laughs> but, but, but of course, it's, it, uh, in this term, though, you know, that's still a season half away. That's a massive risk for United, isn't it? Because, as I say, they've, they've never gone this route before. Um, I don't, if, if you hear what Van Gaal is saying, and he says quite a lot, I don't think he said it outright, but it's almost as though he knows. It's almost as though it's been agreed that he is an interim measure. He was the big name yes. that Moyes couldn't have been. Anyway, the, yeah. the second one in would have been better. And I actually think the third one, there's an analogy here which you might not understand, but I, I believe it to be true. If you build a golf club somewhere... This is good. I, I like this already. Oh, Press on, man. You build a golf club, you pay zillions for it, you set it all up, it will fail. This is what generally happens. The second person buys it, it continues to fail. It's a bit better, but it's still not a going. Because the third one in, is what I'm saying, wins. And I think the same may apply here. It's all being set up for Ryan, who, as we know, is a master of the art of loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bit of golf, by the way, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. It doesn't like me. No, no, no. Just dispel the, uh, obviously, the tragic Ryan Gleeks that he did there. Um, okay, so let's assume that's going to happen. We can, we can deal with that one later on there. What we should probably deal with now, and a little bit more, is... Um, because this obviously is terrible because of course he's called it, the Antichrist is in play uh, is that the dark forces that are out to get Brendan Rodgers um, <laughs> which is which is a terrible situation for him to be in isn't it because he wouldn't expect any chicken to die at the expense of his job surely would he, <laughs> he he's just 
he's an interesting cove, isn't he? Um, mm, I don't, I don't, no, look, I'm, I'm, I am coloured by knowing some of these people. If you know someone, it's very difficult to be objective. Um, I knew Sam Allardyce, much hated by West Ham fans, but I like Sam. He's a good, good bloke, and anybody meeting sure. him in the pub would think the same. And the same apply even to Fergie. I mean, I, again, I go wander off piste here, but I was sitting in a casino with Tony Gale, Fat so, and uh, we were in there. Tony Gale, tr- cro- you see Tony Gale crops up. up a lot, did he? I bet he was on that bloody golf course. <laughs> all three, in the first all time three times, almost <laughs> certainly. But he was in with a third time. Um, yeah, sure anyway. So um, we went to this thing, and somebody was gambling. We were with them, uh, and the lounge was set up for racing. They were all watching the racing. Um, we couldn't get a seat. We went right to the back. Anyway, Fergie comes in. And he spots Gailey and I there. All right, Tony. All right, Matt. Across this whole posh crowd. Ah. And that, you know, I like Fergie for that because he doesn't give a what's it about who's no. in there. And no. he was. But anyway, I forgot, I've lost my point here. Brendan Rogers. I don't know. No, Brendan Rogers, Rogers hasn't shouted across a casino at you, man. I don't know him. That's where we're going. The ground, so I just have to observe. And okay. I, always, I think television. You can't cheat too readily on television. No. It sort of finds you out. I'm not convinced, is the point I'm saying. I don't think uh, when it comes about character and we did this and we did that, I don't, I just, I don't, uh, it's, it, I'm going to get done for libel or slander here, but I don't rate him, basically. No, no, and, a great season. That's obviously the same, but it was, yes. it was, the, the, it was Suarez. Was, was it? he Suarez? Yeah, it was yeah. Suarez. Without Suarez, it, was, it isn't the same season. So the minute he takes him out of the equation, Sturridge gets injured, Gerard obviously turns it in. He's bought some bad players. There's no two ways about it. But uh, this is what I, you know, and, but he, he, there is, he, he does share. He, he loves to share. Yeah. And it, it, he's also implied, and I'll, you know, to, to paraphrase, is that, you know, if I was given the players to work with, yeah. I too would be a great Give me the tools. Give me the tools. Yeah, yeah well, well, I'm. You at know, what point has he not been? Yeah, exactly. One would have to argue, wouldn't one? I think he's picked some bad tools, I've got to be honest. Some, yeah. Some of the players that just haven't, obviously, turned up. They haven't, they haven't really arrived and did it, done anything for him. And, but I, I do think, yeah, he had that one great season. But it, when you look back at it, with hindsight, the wonderful thing that it is, it was Suarez. Suarez had a fantastic season. He could not miss a goal. He was hitting hat-tricks every other yeah. week. Take him out of it, and it's not the same team. And it's creaking big time, isn't but it? Those, I mean, at the back, it's terrible at the back. I mean, there's no two ways about it. No, they are, and, and, and for a while. But are the noises he's making now sort of death knell mixed with death? I think he knows. Throw. Uh, here's the great inside then, because I uh, went to Spurs <laughs> against my will. Actually, optimistic that they get stuffed by City on Saturday. Yes, I went with a, a mate of mine. He happens to be a Spurs director. Anyway, uh, I heard there from a source. Obviously, as a serious-minded journalist, I can't reveal my source. This is how it goes. There's a little merry-go-round going off. Klopp is going to Bayern Munich. Oh, is he? Uh, this is next season, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, and Guardiola is going to City. And Brendan Rodgers is out next week. That's what I heard from a very you know good what, source. Do you, do you know someone unfortunate about that merry-go-round of yours in which there's a couple of people that are getting a really good long ride and one of them's actually just basically getting thrown <laughs> under the horse. So because there's, there's a point there in which I thought that you were going to fit Brendan Rodgers <laughs> seamlessly into that fight. story that, you know, goes to City. Oh, actually, no, 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 he takes over from Jurgen Klopp as an unemployed manager. So, oh, OK. Oh, no, it does make ah, sense. That's the other thing, which is based more on fact than the, the last one, is that the, they the won't the get circus. rid of him. Someone said, uh, a Liverpool fanatic that I know, they won't get rid of him. 
rid of him. They can't get rid of him because it will cost them four million to do it. Now you put four million against Champions League qualification. Do me a favour. That doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter now. Which of course is obviously the strength of most managers anyway, because yeah. of course you know going away with your towel between your legs, mainly because you're dragging £4 million behind with you. That's why your towel's dragging. Yeah. That's, so it's not a big issue in that case. Um, next logical move, then, Millwall. Um, <laughs> Very similar case. Uh, little uh, Mid-table, little 3-1 last time you was yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's, it's How um, is it under Mr Harris? It's, yeah, it's interesting. It's the youth team, basically. It's, it's kids, oh, is it kids? It's kids of 18, 19. all come through the youth ranks. Um, very shaky start, extremely shaky start, but there's signs of there's signs of something going on. But you know, it's, it's a long term project. It's it's going to be another season at least down there, surviving, learning the trade. I think. I mean, but it's there's good young players. But it's Millwall. It's like a roller coaster. Seven years. Feast and famine. You end up like, and end up with players. So, so like, not a merry-go-round. A roller. <laughs> roller let's, let's, I've got to get my fair ground metaphor. Like yeah. like Brendan Rodgers. He's we, not your, your merry-go-round. We end up with players like Kay or whatever etc. who get sold on, and then yeah. we end up going back down again. And it's been the same thing. There's a couple of decent young kids down here. Um, yeah, Neil. Neil's. He's loved. Harris is loved. They love him to death. And even though I did hear a couple of. Home games ago, Harris out very quick, very early on. Really? But I was, you know, there's one or two saying, Look, give him a chance, you know, come on, it's only been a, it's a couple of games. But like, obviously, getting a 3 1 at home, uh, signs of something going on, yeah. But it's Half a lot. Like the table, even at this stage of the season, is nothing to be sniffed at, is it? Uh, yeah, well, what... I, I'm happy with that. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I mean, I'll nearly bailed out. I mean, I'm a season ticket, I nearly bailed because it is absolutely terrible down at the moment. But, it, but you, you, when they started saying bring the kids through, that's what Millwall love. They love people that have got Millwall at their yeah. heart. If he's a 19-year-old kid having a go and he makes a few mistakes, yeah, so be it. But it's, it's a long, long way back to anywhere near anything worthwhile, really, to be honest. But, it, I mean, we had a good time on Saturday. Again, I thought you were about like, to cite your glory years then. It's a long way back, though. From since... Yeah, well, 2004, wasn't it? Oh, OK. It's a long way. But yeah, we always have a couple of decent kids coming through and they end up getting sold. It's, 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 it's the same old right. story and it will always be the same old story. Is there, but are you OK with numbers over there? Are people still turning up? 8,000, 9,000. Is, is that OK? It's a struggle. But yeah, it's, it's, it looks a bit sparse around the edges, but it's, it is what it is. But, you know, there is an hardcore there that will... They'll support the kids. I mean, they'll give them a go, you know. And I, I think that's good. I mean, it's, it's nice to see that. I mean, you look through the team sheet, it's a lot of English players. It's, yeah. it's old school. It's really compared with your mob. Well, I'm glad League you mentioned Nations, that. Let's be glad, honest. I'm glad you mentioned Let's be that. honest. Come on. It's, no, I'm it's, glad you mentioned that. But, uh, and, and, it's uh, a mile away from the Premiership, yeah. yeah. It's a mile away. And, uh, but, but, uh, but a mile and a half away from West Ham. Uh, you know, it's a crow flies. Uh, and now, for the sake of parity, I'm now going to uh, defer to Mr. Matt Lorenzo, who's going to talk about uh, Slavin Bilic and his start of the season and what you feel that we've got. What? Because you mentioned you, Sam Allardyce there, and of course, uh, there's... I'm going to try and distance myself from these words. I'm an out-of-body experience. Uh, this safe pair of hands thing. You know what you get when you've got Sam. Blah, blah, blah. That, that argument. Um, times have changed. And would you say for the better and by multiples of what, if so? Last couple of weeks. Well, probably. I, I, I suppose. Let's give him the whole season, you know, the way, that he's, the way he started as a manager. Um, I was a bit concerned, I have to admit, um, that we won the Fair Play League, 
uh, and we were out in two rounds uh, with four red cards, I think, or three for it. Yeah. One of them was the managers. We, thought, cop- we copped a snoot at the old <laughs> fair play league, yeah. didn't we? Eh? Uh, yeah. But I think this is down uh, the pre-ordained, pre-ordained design. He's got us out of that. He's got us out of the Capital One Cup because we're concentrating on Europe. Yeah. And the, Premier- the, yeah. The, the bottom line with West Ham is that we have to be in the Premier League when we go to the Ann Summer Stadium next year. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, with no roof in there, topless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The club shop will be so in. <laughs> anyway, um, I I was concerned at the start. I was I don't uh, abide by what Richard Keed spouts from his minaret in uh, wherever it is in Qatar. Uh, be careful what you wish for. A lot of people went down that road. Um, well, I, I'm no need to be careful. The boy's doing well. Yes, and it's and, and is there an element of it which is the, the worrying thing or the or the annoying thing maybe argue is is that it needed some. That personality to come and release that part of West Ham, which had basically been curtailed. Well, did you argue? yeah, exactly. So it's, it has been unleashed. It's the West Ham way. Um, no one but West Ham could beat Arsenal, Liverpool, and City yeah. away, and then draw to Norwich and lose to Bournemouth and left. Which is almost we, we love the pain. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, one last comment on that. I saw um, two lads, Payet, and uh, who else did we sign from Chelsea on loan? Victor uh, Moses. Moses, sorry, excuse my ageing brain. <laughs> when they broke away to score the second uh, against Newcastle the other night, there were flashes of Brooking and Devonshire in oh. my mind. And that halcyon day. No, I don't, I don't think I exaggerate. Those, I mean, those were the days <laughs> that I lived for. That's they they live in my that. memory. That's a big shirt. They, they were a thing of beauty. All right, it only happened fleetingly. I watched that game. I must be like, oh, I thought it was too bald being fought over a game. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I did, honestly. I thought it was very poor. I've got to be honest. But, yeah, you got a result. But I thought Newcastle was shocking that night. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm double biased over in the South. But well, naturally, yeah. it was... And, shocking, and they the are comfortable. Uh, you know, Newcastle are comfortable with being shocking. Let's be brutally honest. <laughs> yeah, but they uh, shockingly nearly done Chelsea, which is marvellous. Yeah, 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 different. Yeah, different. actually, I mean, just generally on that, I mean, which sums about, the Premiership up. Well, completely. here we go because, uh, and unfortunately, it's weird because we've never, we, we kind of never do this season in, season out. Whistleblowers is that we, we, we refer to the same point, but there's different voices saying it. Is that is it a good or bad Premiership for both of you because of this apparent? I don't know. Uh, Leveling the playing fields, uh, lack of disparity or lack of quality. What, where are we with it? I think it's marvellous, and I think the fact that City have blown a gasket is even mm. better because they, it, it was always they're going to win it, and mm. but yeah. the rest. Those two yeah. games were magnificent yeah. for the league. Uh, now it's, it's all up, as you say. Manchester United have sifted to the top, not <laughs> risen to the top. And um, yeah, I think it's terrific. I mean, someone like Leicester sums it all up. I mean, Leicester. Yes. Like, I mean, the game against the Arsenal, they get. Pretty yeah. much battered, but they were going for it and got better. But that week, the previous week was against uh, Villa, yeah, and they come storming back. And you're thinking it's the same team, and you've got no idea week in week out what's going to happen. As a as a neutral, which is obviously I have to be, <laughs> there is you sort of think, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable as opposed to you thinking they're going to win. I mean, the, the Man City game Saturday is one 0 when I went out to Millwall, one 0 to City. We're down there, everyone's going, it's four, right? That's <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, what are you drinking? I couldn't believe it. But it, it, you, know, you just can't believe the, the scores. It's, no. it's, that, that sums it up to me. That's crazy. It does. I mean, so the only argument is, is, is whether people decide that it means the league is inferior now. But then again, I think we've basically only been an entertainment league rather than it a is, quality football league, haven't we, for many a long it's, year? It's like entertainment. 
Yeah. It's Debbie Light at the same time. It's, yeah. it's become a, a game show, really, to be fair. I, I, just, I, the only, I, I just, just say, because recently, is that um, I just, when you talk about Man United, I, I, my, the, I just went to a fart bubble in a bath. <laughs> but uh, that strikes me as being somewhat of a slur on Manchester United, so I won't use that metaphor. Okay. Even though we're now apparently out there like a fart bubble bursting <laughs> on the surface of a bath. Uh, we've signed up with Labrooks to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them. Uh, all you've got to do is follow the links on this show's description and our Facebook page and Twitter feed and our mini pod at the end of the week with some tips and exclusive odds for you. For starters, it's a free bet of up to 50 quid when you click the link and add the code LAD50, L-A-D-5-0, which in its own way implies that chaps... Well, that to be a little bit older than they used to be. <laughs> no longer. Oh, you've got to be, you know, uh, the Who's version of... Uh, wh- wh- when, did, when, did, when did Pete Townsend want to kill us off? Fax, you know this. Uh, you, you know all that mod rubbish. Yeah, I'm a boy. Was it, uh, before 30, was it? Was it a teenage breakdown or something? No, I don't know. Before I get old, wouldn't it die young? Oh, I hope yeah. I die before I get yeah, old. Exactly I mean, right. Yeah. He was on the Paul Weller. He was in the Paul Weller documentary, wasn't I was. you? I was. I popped up. Yeah, I popped up. It was amazing. Uh, lovely experience. You never heard a record by him, have you? <laughs> it was a lovely privilege to be involved. I mean, I loved the band. I mean, it was, it was you know, it was lovely. But my my story that got me was the, the buying the Shelley poetry, which everyone thought was hysterical. That I went out and bought a book of poetry. A's, 20 from foils who've never been in a bookshop in my life massive girl yeah and, that was a pleasant, and everyone laughed I thought, I thought, I thought, I mean, <laughs> what they're still it was laughing my, now it was my awakening it was my awakening <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it was yes. okay lad now I've got a pair of lovies in front of me uh, this is the opportunity for us to discuss uh, the filmic world of documentary making all. I know exactly what to, which, which of course is exactly how uh, <laughs> Jean-Paul Godard would have put it uh, if he was sat across me from me now to discuss his latest uh, magnum opus um, the Bobby Moore film oh, the, 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 there's a massive amount of logic to it because of course we know we've got an impending anniversary at what point did it start for you? Uh, it's a personal thing it probably started uh, very early on, my dad was a journalist. Yeah, that people yeah. Uh, might remember. Uh, fewer nowadays, but anyway, he was the first commentator on ITV. West Ham fan, born around the corner from the ground. Very good friends with Bobby Moore. So, Bobby would come round for a cup of tea at our house, and we go on holiday together. The families. Not bad for a schoolboy to have the World Cup winning captain alongside. So I knew him pretty well, and yeah. his, he stayed in my contacts book with pride of place. And to whiz through it all. Um, when I started working for Sky, they would be asking, who should we get to review the papers or look at the fixtures coming up? And I would say, what about Bobby Moore? And they go, nah, bit old hat. And that was... Oh, Lord. I know, we, we say it now, but that was, that was, you know, without a blink, they accepted that. And Bobby Moore died reporting or co-commentating for Capital Radio yes. and working for David Sullivan's Sunday Sport. Now, whatever you think about David Sullivan, he was giving him 50 grand a year when nobody else did. So yeah. he died neglected point, with no respect whatsoever. And that has stuck with me ever since. So this whole film, it's a fascinating story. He's a hero and there's bits I could tell you about that make him even more of a hero. They're dark days, but make him more of a hero. But I wanted to get him uh, the respect that he deserves. It's interesting, Bax, isn't it? If, you know, again, obviously, if you, if, if you step back, he, he probably, unfortunately, the role model of the, of, of the footballer 
who, who showed you all the wrong things about how footballers are looked after because you couldn't definitely, have got definitely. anyone bigger, well, better, was, more I mean, stellar. I, I did a book in 2004, Fashion of Football. We, yes. we did a thing on, on Bobby Moore because all the, the failed business stuff that he got involved with, the, the clothing things he, try, he tried to get off the ground and nothing really worked for him after, no. after packing the game up. Even management didn't, didn't work. And it was a, it, only when you look back you can't believe that the same World Cup winner couldn't get a gig like reviewing the papers on the... On the television, you see some of the, I mean, excuse my French, the plums you see nowadays yeah, yeah. doing it. You can't believe that it, the World Cup captain. It, to the point where it wouldn't gig. happen now, though, would it? It wouldn't happen now, no. He, he's in a way, his time was terrible. He's, he's the best, he's, he's, he's going to be, he will remain the exemplary example of someone who should, but he's the last version of someone who, who won't, isn't he, in that sense? Yeah, but I find it hard to forgive even back then. I'm mean, 108 caps. No, the I only know, person yeah, right. at the wrong. time who'd ever won a World Cup for England. Still the only person ever to have won a World Cup for England. And there were a number of instances of, of the slights that were you know, cast down upon him. But he wrote to the FA and said, I think I have enough to offer the game can I be involved? Didn't want the manager's job. Can oh I be involved? God, Jesus wept. That letter is still awaiting an answer. Actually, it's unbelievable to actually hear that, to be fair. Because nah. I mean, obviously, you say, when you look back, you can't believe it actually happened. To be fair, they can't. Oh, no, it actually does. It, 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 it sounds ridiculous because it, it, it's not does. that long ago in no, that not, sense, is no. it? No, obviously, when he died, it was obviously a massive shock. Everyone in football, any any supporter would have obviously appreciate the way he played and what he did for the game and obviously World Cup captain. But you say, just a few last few years, you just can't believe that he got forgotten like that. I remember, I remember that footage of him commentating with uh, Jonathan Beers, I think, yeah. yeah. And you, you're thinking that. You don't remember that. You think it's, just, it's a shocking, really, yeah. end up like that. Shouldn't, well, it, shouldn't end up should that never way. Happen, should never no, happen. No, but it's right. not all doom and gloom. Because Good. Uh, from day one, the first interview I got was Pele. Mm. And, and, Pele, and then it was downhill from there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody has wanted to give wow. to it. So, you know, it's, it's okay, quite so, well. So, so fill us in a bit more about the film then. You know, so... Uh, what do you want to tell us? Who's in it and when do we see it? I suppose the two big things. Uh, well, it's documentary. Uh, not a f- you know, it's no drama in it. It's just a bit like the Senna thing. That's the idea. It tells yes. its own story. We've got uh, over 31 interviews. Greg Dyke, uh, I think it's quite a key interview with Greg Dyke because he admits that his forebears let them down. Ah. Let him down. So that's good. good. And the FA is supporting it. The Premier League is supporting it. We've got interviews with people like Ray Winston, who's a mate, a bit West Ham. But anyway, the, the surviving members of the 66 team, um, Russell Brand, who's incredibly eloquent. I know he's a bit Marmite, but he talks <laughs> very well about football. I'll just give you one line quickly that he said. Uh, he kept referring to him as Sir Bobby. A lot of people do this. And I said at the end, so you know he's not Sir Bobby. You know he never got a knighthood. And he thought for a minute, he said, well, I'll tell you what, Matt. Some people are anointed by the government and the authorities, and some people are anointed by the people. By the people. And I nice know, touch. Which is, yeah, I like the, 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 the people, sir, which is a, which yeah, is a lovely yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah exactly right. And, and now there's, there's a Kickstarter programme, so people could technically still get involved, can't they? A few but, days. Yeah, only a couple of days left to go. The Kickstarter thing, I mean, to be honest, when you go on Kickstarter, you're supposed to be saying the film don't get made unless you give us... But it's, it's less about that. It's more about getting people involved. Getting involved, exactly. Get, get your hands on... So, uh, so obviously it's called what? How do they find it? Well, the easiest thing is to go to the website, which tells you all sorts of other stuff. It's bobbymoremovie.com. Superb, lovely. And of course, we'll do that. And, and is the idea to get it in and around? Because I, I'm going to assume 
that there's going to be some 66 business starting from spring <laughs> next year. So, yeah, yeah, you'd like to think so, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. The film comes up late April, early May, cinema, yeah. then DVD, and on the way on. But yeah, the thing is, if you can't celebrate or go see a film about Bobby Moore on the 50th anniversary of our only ever World Cup win, then something. Who are you? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, he, he is, it's quite simple for me. Uh, there's, there's three blokes it's Bobby Moore, Muhammad Ali, and Michael Jordan. And that's my list. I don't need a long list of that. <laughs> I can get through life with them three men. That'll, that'll, they'll do for me all over. Tubby Hayes. Yes, this sir. has been work in progress for Mr... This is, this is 30 a lab- years, is a lab- 30 lab- years. Exactly right. That's when he started the documentary. Yeah. Uh, it's not that long to get the money. Short pants. Another labour of love, then. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's passion, pure passion. Well, most definitely is. Pure and passion. Uh, because the nice thing is, is that um, the, the gentleman who's going to be uh, narrating it for you, of course, uh, brings that to the table as well. Mr. He? Martin Freeman. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we've been very fortunate with the people we got involved because basically they love the 60s, 50s, 60s Soho. It's the modernist, not mod. It's a very fine, oh, yeah, very yeah, fine yeah. line. But it's the modernist, late 50s guys. I just discovered him in the early 80s. Paul Murphy, the DJ, put a compilation out. I bought a compilation, Love One Song, and it took me 30 years pre-Google and internet to find out about him. And I tried to get commissioned. BBC Sky, they actually called him Toby, which, which, <laughs> which sums it all up. They had no idea what I was talking about. So I thought, well, me being me, I'll go and make the film. And I've got six or seven private investors put all their hard money into the film. Matt knows how hard that is to get the money. And we, we found the money. We've, we bought the footage. We've got it all cleared. It's an absolutely arm and a leg to find this stuff. It's a lot of money. But we've done it. It's finished. It's out on October the 26th. Where will we see that then? It's just be pure DVD. We're going to have a couple of screenings, but we just can't afford to get it even on the cinema. We're so, it's so expensive. No, that's all right. So that's okay. But look, there's a big tummy community out there, worldwide as well. We've been getting orders already from Australia, Japan, Australia, America, which is great. Really Super. good. So that'll be out in... Uh, 26th of October and we, we're open we're still open to get it on the television next year but I'm going to sell the DVDs first I'm going to get some money back for the investors if I can because oh, yes. those guys without them there's no film it's as simple as that very cuddly of you as well and you know the nice thing as well lads is you didn't punch each other's lights out <laughs> uh, and this is obviously not the occasion to get into the Docker strike of 1922 <laughs> so in that particular case gentlemen thank you much indeed that was the Whistleblowers if you happen to have any friends who support Crystal Palace or Playback Media Productions who produce the show now have a Palace podcast, tell them to go to palacepodcast.com to get the new show. This is a Playback Media Production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.